Find your super savings at the sale of our century, like our gorgeous ruby and diamond bridal set, now yours for only $1,299. T's and C's apply. I shop, I shop on a spaceship. You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. Yo, we're back, we're back, we're back. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, punters and dribblers, the world over to Hello Sport. Uh, sport podcast, by name, by nature. Uh, we, uh, we, we deal in unwavering bias yes. and unqualified opinion. Correct. Uh, I'm joined here with my dear friend, long-time confidant, Eddie Simpson. How are you? Thomas, how are you? Punters, dribblers. Uh, I'm good, thank you. It's nice to nice to be back with you. Oh, it's always a pleasure on a Monday, Thomas. Monday night, Hello Sports Studios. Uh, is this the first one we've done? I don't think it is, but one the first one where I'm really noticing daylight savings is gone. Oh yeah, it's gone. It's as black as you want. It's dark as you want. Well, we're back in the the Hello Hello Sports Studios. Yeah. So back where we feel comfortable. Back I think. where we feel comfortable. But also where it's more apparent that daylight savings has has passed has us by. passed us by. We're now into the winter months. Yeah, it's cold. Well, it's not cold yet. That's the problem, Eddie. It it's, should be cold. It's just dark and hot. It's dark and warm, mm. and I can't sleep very well. I don't know what's going on. And it's strange. It's strange. And you know what else is strange? Rugby league's strange. Rugby league. Rugby league isn't making any sense to anyone at the moment. It's making no sense to no one. It's it's a complete it's a complete shit show. Or rather, no sense to everyone. No sense to everyone. Yeah. Shit show from top of the ladder right down to the bottom. Confusing, but exciting, enjoyable. It's enjoyable. It's rugby league. Every year there's something. there's a narrative. There's a toss up. There's there's something that the punter and the dribbler Tom and you and I you, yeah can get behind. Can get behind, but also fail to see. Yes, I couldn't predict that coming. I couldn't predict yeah. that one coming. Some things I don't get behind. Ala Manly, which we'll get to. We'll get to. But there's other things I absolutely do get behind, Tom, like. Like the Parramatta Eels being 0-6. Exactly. So, look, we're going to be talking about rugby league. We're going to be talking about test cricket uh, moving home. Uh, we're talking Commonwealth Games. Commonwealth Games. I'm sorry, what? What's that? Yeah, no one really knows what they are, but they're, the, they're these. it's a sporting event mm. that just entails Commonwealth nations. That's right. It's bizarre. It's bizarre. We did not, we'd never heard of the bloody thing. But we'll touch on it. Tom, monumental comes to mind, I think. End of an era? Yep. Changing of the guard? I feel like playing that song. As we grow old, we remember when the cricket fucked off forever. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. That was ad-lib, Punish Dribblers. That was ad-libbed off-the-cuff stuff. That was off-the-cuff stuff. Now, the writing was on the wall when... Pup was put into the commentary team. That's right. And Kevin Peterson. Yeah. And all the fucking dribblers that are in there now. Yeah. But the writing was well and truly on the wall when they splashed out $60 million for the tennis, I think, which was d- basically double what Channel 7 were paying now. Seems like a ludicrous amount of money to pay for a, a month's worth of tennis. Seems ludicrous. I'm not going to get into the minutiae time of the deal because we don't know the minutiae. And I don't, I don't really care. Neither does the punter nor the dribbler, Tom. No. What we are going to talk about is how Channel 9 no longer have the rights to the cricket, which is outrageous. 40 years, first time in 40 long years, Tom. So it's a combination between Channel 7 and Fox Sports have taken it over, Mm -hmm. uh, basically sharing everything except for the one days, which Fox Sports get exclusively. 
But the funny thing is, no one watches one dose. So it's so it means nothing. It means Unless nothing. it's a World Cup year, obviously. Yes. Which it is next year. Which Channel 9 already have the rights to. So apparently Channel 9 still have the rights to the next Ashes, the next one or two Ashes in England, and the Cricket World Cup. They bought them in like a package deal when they did it all. So they've still got the World Cup and next year's Ashes. Yeah. But not... That's because it is in England. Yes, but not here. And from this summer, we'll be on Channel 7 and Fox. Now, obviously very sad, long-storied history. But what I want to... Sorry. No, no, that's fine. Fuck you. Long-storied history, Eddie... (laughs) But I am also excited to see a bit of a revamped vibe. Well, you know what I was... That was what I was going to get to. Who is... Who were they going to bring in? What's it going to look like? Well, they're only taken Warren from the current set Which is what I said on the weekend. Yeah, I go, literally, let's be honest. Let's be just purely honest with ourselves. The only one they're taking is warning. Well, that's the only one they have to take. They might take one other person because, you know, some producers got a hard on for, you know, Chappelle. Chappelle's probably another one where you're like Chappelle's done. He's done. Chappelle's done. Mark Taylor done. I could take I could take Bill for a celebrity cameo. Bill's done. Yeah, but I could take Bill for a Melbourne test. Yeah, but I think maybe. But I think Bill's probably more inclined to go I'm Fuck done. it. I yeah. had a great run. Yeah. I was with Channel 9 the whole time that looked after me. I don't need to come back for like a... He doesn't need to. No, he doesn't need he to. He owes nothing. No. To no one. No. And he's, he, he probably just wants to go and sit at home and enjoy his remaining years. I predict they'll bring in Gilly. Yep. Gilly from... Well, because they've got the Big Bash as well. Yeah. They've I've got it all. I they bring Gilly in. Gilly's good. Gilly is good. I don't mind Gilly at all. I like Gilly. Now, pending punters... Uh, coaching situation. Coaching situation. I'm not. A, I'm not adverse to bringing in Punter. Well, it always shocked me that Punter wasn't on the Channel Nine setup. It absolutely shocked me. And you've gone. If Pup gets even sniffed around no, Fox Sports or Channel Seven, no. Well, no. see, Channel Seven. He, I mean, I'm not saying he would go to which, like Channel Seven. He's sign. no good. I know that Eddie. Plus, he's pro. Uh, plus, he's meant to be captaining the country again. Well, but. There are going to be two separate commentary teams, from what I'm understanding. So, like, Channel 7 will have one. Fox will have one. Of course. But so, you know, like, there's not just even... It's going to be like, we've gone from one... Oh, it's going to be, so going there's going to be... For the same test match, there'll be two different commentary teams. So in the there same, won't, I bet you there's not as many of them. Oh, probably not. Probably like, do not. Do we need 30? No, we don't. But, but, I mean, like, they're all just chopping and changing. I'd like to see Skull get a go. Isn't he signed with Triple M? Yes, but in the same way, you can. it's not that hard to do because it's like, oh, you do a session with Triple M. Yeah. And then you go over and you do a session with Nine. and then Or like, not even a session. You just do like, a, you know, however well, many overs they do. Yeah, yeah, 20 minutes there. Then you come over and do 20 minutes here. And then you have 20 minutes off. And then you do it again. So because there'll be two commentary teams, Fox and, and seven. Nine. Seven. Or seven, rather. There will be... Presumably, a few boys getting picked up that may not have, that may be a little bit nervous at the moment. Yes, absolutely. Well, it's- I heard Slats. I heard on the weekend someone say that that Slats knocked back um, an extension of his. He does the big breakfast or something. Yeah, big Sky Sports yeah. breakfast. Or I think he knocked it back because he thought he was, wasn't getting paid enough, wasn't valued enough, undervalued Ooh. were his words. So left in a in a half and. 
weeks later. Now he doesn't even have the cricket. It has nothing. No job. Jesus, that's tough. That is tough. That's the ruthless nature of, of the industry, isn't it? That isn't sucks it? balls. Because I don't mind slats. Look, I'm not, I wouldn't be bringing him I'm over not to anti, Fox. I'm not anti-slats. No, I wouldn't be bringing him over to Fox necessarily, but I'm not anti-slats. No, great. Look. Great bloke. Great bloke. Scored runs for his nation. Which is all you can ask. Not a problem. It's almost like they feel like just bringing in a, like a pitch map heat. The, you know, like the heat of the pitch map. It's hot on day one, but it's mm. hotter on day two. By day three, it's even really hot and dry. And then fucking, you're like, yeah, we get it. The pitch dries out after five days. Yeah, we like, We understand it. that. In the searing West Australian heat, the fucking pitch is going to be hot. They talk too much. They seem to like roll out these new things and that's about it. Like, let us watch what's happening on the f- on the field for a bit. Yeah, you know? well, also, Richie used to just be silent. He could be silent for a full over. There was, there's some footage on YouTube that I was watching, I can't remember when, it was just, Richie just says nothing for a full over, and then just at the end, it's like, it's number fucking whatever. And then it went to an ad, and then he came back and just said nothing again, because he's like, nothing's happening. I don't have to fill the space with bullshit, you know. But it's still sad to see it go. I tell you what the real pisser is, Eddie, the thing that I'm going to miss more than any of the color, current commentary I know team. What you're say. The opening music. Yes. The opening music. I'd almost just take it. Rip it. You, you have to take it, which they won't, but you have to. I just think that that is something you need because I'm all for fresh and new, but that's like the baggy green of songs. You know what I mean? It is cricket now. It is cricket. It is cricket in all countries. Yeah. Well, no, I don't know if it's played in other countries. I think it should be. Well, yeah, 100% it should be. (laughs) And also, I tell you what is exciting about it. Not so much Channel 7, because as a a network, I do not watch Channel 7. Will be now, obviously, with the cricket on. But otherwise, I don't really watch it. Like, I just don't. I just, there's nothing there for me. I watch it in January for the tennis. Yeah, okay, that's it. That would be the only time I watch it. Literally the only time of the year. That's it. But Fox, on the other hand, is exciting because you see the innovation that they've shown with rugby league on all their, and all their different rugby league shows. Mate, they've got a and cricket channel. Well, that's, of course they can have a cricket channel, but that's what I mean. So there's like, they're prepared to throw a bit of money behind like creativity and innovation around the broadcasting of shit. You look at Matty Johns' show and the little things they do there, whether it was like Fletch and that going to fucking Kokoda or even just the professor's show. Like there are, and you know, you, you, that's very rugby league show and very rugby league humor, but just being able to have, so the stuff they'll do with cricket. With cricket. Mate, if, if, if the fucking great cricketer isn't just... Uh, if those guys don't just have the biggest stiffies in the world, like, they are hilarious, those dudes that do the great cricketer. Oh, yeah. They already are in bed with Fox Sports writing articles. You're telling oh, yeah. me they aren't going to be on some funny cricket show? Please. Timing to perfection. perfection. Absolute perfection. So I think it's only good things for cricket outside of the song disappearing. Does Bruce host seven? I'd hope not. Look, I, I got a lot of respect for Bruce. I respect Bruce and what he's done, Tom. For in sport and in broadcasting in Australia. Not here to knock Bruce. Never would. But don't I, think he's right for the role. I don't think he's right for the role. And I'm just, you know what? I'm bruised out on sports. He's a bit too animated. Yeah. I'm just bruised out. And I don't, mean, I don't mean I'm done with him as a, as a broadcaster ever. I just mean, like, I'm bruised out from the standpoint of going, you got tennis, you got AFL, you do horse racing. I'm bruised out. Does that does that allow us to pivot to to Winks? Just if we talk about, did you clearly the punter and the dribbler saw the video of of Bruce watching Winks win? I didn't see it. You haven't seen it? No, haven't you? No. Is it on the? Let's get it up. Does he is he coming in his pants? Coming. 
Oh. And once you've seen this, you know what I'm talking about. He's too giddy to to to, to, to host, host cricket. cricket, mate. You imagine fucking smudge batting. He's too giddy, mate. He's he'd get arrested giddy. for beating off in the com box. Oh god, where am I going for this, Bruce? Just thing? go, Bruce Winks. Bruce that's all you'd need. Winks. That's all. It, that's all it. That's all it'd need. Yeah. Let's check this out, punters and dribblers. Let's come up with Pia Miller. For anyone that doesn't know Pia Miller, very attractive lady. Do check her out. Here it is. The best I've ever seen. Watch it. All right. Again, I love Bruce. Love Bruce. Big fan of Bruce. But it's all, it's a bit. Just balance her up. (laughs) Oh, Bruce is coming, ladies and gentlemen. She's on. This is the best thing you've ever seen. I've, I've got, I've lost audio here. Oh, so, so can we get it back? That is the best thing I've ever seen. Oh, I love her. Come here, Missy, and give me a hug. Oh, Bruce. Yeah, Bruce is coming. Bruce has come. Well, oh, Bruce just came. Bruce just came. He loves his horse racing, Eddie. Jesus. Oh, he loves right, look, it. I mean, well, he loves winks. He loves his winks. And I can get around a man that loves winks, but I will say that that was a little off-putting. <laughs> it was, it, look, you know what it was? It gave an insight into a world I didn't want to I visit. didn't want to know. No, yeah. Like the, which, I, is, I, which is, what's, what does Bruce get up to when he climbs into bed? Yeah. You know, it's like you don't want to know how the sausage is made. Yeah. You know what I mean? No. That was just a little I don't bit want like, to know how Maccas makes their McFlurries. No, exactly. And or so, their chicken nuggets. Or their chicken nuggets. I'll eat them. Oh fuck hey, yeah! I'll, I'll lap up the cows come up. I'll lap up a Bruce race call from for, for days, mate. Yeah, but, but I don't want to know the inner workings of it. I don't want to see how Bruce does the calls because if that's how it is, he's essentially auto fellatio. Yeah, let's go with that. It's a little masturbatory. It's a yeah, because that didn't look like a celebration of a man that had money on a horse. That looked like no, a celebration of a man no, that, that was pure that loved a horse. That was that was pure love. That was a man that loved a horse. Yes. Pure unadulterated love. Yeah, there was no. It was it was as clear as day. Yeah. So you know what? We might even try to get that video up onto our Instagram at Hello Sport Podcast. But look, that but, does move us on to Winks herself because now, obviously, Bruce a little bit passionate about the horse, equine passion. Yeah, equine passion is probably how you'd put it. Disturbing equine passion. Somewhat off-putting equine passion. Mm. Uh, but, look, he does have a point. She ran She ran good. I was watching that. And she ran she was coming, great. She was coming last. She ran great. She ran, I was out there. Oh, were you? Palpable. Oh. Palpable. Yeah. I went out just to watch her. Oh, really? So I get equine passion. <laughs> I get it. I'm the first to know. But not, not, no one was... Was behaving that way out there. <laughs> right. I wasn't standing next to Chris Waller, the crier, the no. trainer. Well, he's training the bloody thing. It's like a kid. And I wasn't next to the owners. But I was I was next to a lot of people. From old people to punters to dribblers to young women. Yes. To old women. To to myself. Yes. To, to big punters to small punters. No one was doing that. No one was behaving in that manner. No one was pulling a Bruce. No. He no. was losing it. <laughs> Losing it. Losing it. What will happen with Winx here? Is she going to go overseas? Is she going to Well, just... depends who you ask. She will run the Cox Plate this year. Fourth time. Go for four in a row. Never been done? Ever been done? Nope. 
Okay, that'd be nice. And then maybe possibly retire it. Just fourth cocks and then out? Possibly, yes. Uh, no one knows for sure, but that's no. what I'm hearing rumbling. Why wouldn't we send her across the seas? Because it almost killed black caviar. Right. Not. It's not as easy as just going, here's your ticket. Hop on business class. We're, first putting, class. You, we're putting you in first, obviously. Here's a nice big hay straw is, mat is before a, you. Yeah, here's a, here's, a, here's a big bunch of hay and a... And a, and a Trough full of champers. Well, a trough full of Victoria. Of Victoria bitter. And a f- and one full of, of Dom. Dom Perion. Whatever you want. Whatever you want, Black Cav. Like, well, Winx. Uh, sorry, Winks, forgive me. I mean, you can have either either, but just takes a toll on the horse, Tom. Yeah, right. Almost kill Black Cav. Jet lag on a horse. There's a bit of a risk then that, you know, you, obviously the horse is dead, then you can't make any money breeding young Winxes. But also, it's sort of like... Australia has, like, a fucked-up strong racing industry. You know what I mean? Like, it's fucked-up strong. Some of the prize money over here is biblical. Yeah, we don't... Ne- she doesn't need... She doesn't to need to go to England to run in front of people with fancy hats. hats on. No. Wankers. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, come down here and race me. Come down here and watch her. Come down here and race me in the greatest wait-for-age race the Cox played on the planet. Come to my backyard. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Just come do that. And if you're not up for it, then stiff shit. Stiff shit. I'm done. I don't care. So we'll I'm going to go get pumped by some hot stallions. Yeah, she's got stallions to get in at Tom. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? She doesn't have to go to England when she's got big girthy stallions <laughs> running around. And and we're moving to the top paddock. So again, punters and dribblers. Well, what we're doing, punters and dribblers, and it's unanimous, so stiff shit to everyone else, is we've built a new paddock down in the marshes, Right. And we're just sort of moving all the horses down, down a paddock. Well, you know, obviously... Because Winx gets her own paddock now. She, she's up the top paddock. So for, for any of you that maybe uh, have come late to the Hello Sport party, shame on you, but welcome. We obviously, in the celebration of great horses... Ponies. Ponies. We, we obviously rank them uh, according to... Well, like we place them in a paddock according to their rank yes. all the time. So if you're a great, you're the, the greatest, top you're in the top paddock. And it was far lap. It was lap for a while. Then it was lap and cav. And then, and then it was... Maccabi Diva was up there as oh, well. Oh, sorry. Maccabi was up there as well. Then Winx came up to the second to top paddock. Yes. Started snooping around. Just just getting so, the lie of the land. Just getting the lay of the land. Like what she saw. Liked how the place felt. Loved what she saw. Saw that there was free troughs of piss. <laughs> Big girthy stallions running around. Throbbing stallions. Big throbbers. Liked the cut of their jib and oh, thought, oh, I'm going to yeah. get into that top paddock. Yeah, if it's the last fucking thing I do. Now what she's done is she's actually herded up all the other pon- ponies up there, your black calves, your farlaps, your macabies, and said, "Listen, you're out. There's not enough room up here for us. No, not for all of us. No, no, no. Not when I'm getting throbbers running in up here every other day. So they've been moved. They've been moved. They're, and- now they're, they're now second to top. Lap can come in and out." Just because Lap has a visitation rights, day pass. <laughs> Lap's got a day pass, but because and that's mainly because of the aura. What, well, the, the aura, aura around Lap and and the time with when Lap really was doing his well, thing. the thirties when the people needed a champion. Exactly, it was depression time. People needed a champion. Time. Depression era and and Lap was far Lap for those of you that don't know what we're talking about. Uh, Farlap was the horse that the nation needed. The people's champion. The people's horse had a huge heart, got killed as well, so steeped in history and mystique. But just in terms of... of Out and out. Of out and out. Top paddock stuff. Out and out wins on the track. 
I mean, it's over. It's over. It's Winks. There was dribblers out the front, equine passionate um, supporters sort of yelling and screaming about, you know. Getting whipped. About how, you know, horse racing's a violent sport. And He whipped her twice. He didn't touch her. He whipped her twice. No. I watched it. He whipped her twice. No, but just that's a. It wasn't a whip. It was a. Well, little, that's no. It was a little bit of a little, like. It was a let's little, go. It was almost a little correct. Well, it was just like let's do this thing, <laughs> as if she doesn't mate with. Get in here, work. Are you telling me that a horse with an ass that fucking tough, muscular? Mate, feel it. mate, it's a bit of fucking. I think she's into it. You know, I think Winksy's into it. I think uh, she's that mate, kind of a girl, mate. She's a kinky girl. Go to the, go to Oxford Street, mate. They they can't sell enough. They haven't got enough bloody whips in stock. <laughs> Everyone's they wanting fly to get off the bloody. They, they, sh- they're literally selling the winks. She's a bloody smart cookie winks. She's got her own line of whips out there uh, that you can buy from every good sex shop the in the winks. city. The winks. Oh, um, that is Bruce got. Oh, Bruce had. I think Bruce would have a, a disturbing amount of winks whips. <laughs> Couple, she, he'd have some originals. He'd be breaking into the stables. <laughs> he would be breaking into the stables. He's got plenty of money, Bruce. He'd be oh, paying yeah. the security. No, nah, Bruce could do it. Bruce could find his way in there. Don't worry about that. He's Bruce McAvaney. He's, he's, he's essentially racing royalty to a, to a degree. Certainly commentary royalty, Eddie. He oh, wants yeah. to find his way to a Wink's original whip. I think he's going he's gonna to be able to do it. Um, if anyone can, it's, it's, if anyone it's can do it, it's Bruce. Uh, and I think the footage we saw only confirmed that he's whipping, he's whipping himself. Um, much respect to you, Bruce. Um, so congratulations to, to Winks. To Winks. Um, go and enjoy a nice hard-earned spell. Yeah. Um, do they let her? Do they let her get a get? Chonged while like mid career, or is she like mid spell? Yeah, like oh, well, of course. So she'd be able to just go and like have her way with a couple of hot stallions. Well, they just put big doms on (laughs) (laughs) pony rubbers, pony rubbers, and just let them have a bit of fun. Yeah, well, she's got to wind down. It's a she's spelling, Tom. What's she gonna get up to? Yeah, what's she gonna do? Just eat grass when you're racing royalty? Yeah, I mean, yeah. There's some there's certain expectations. Well, there's no shortage of suitors lining up at the at the gates, the stable gates, <laughs> just neighing to get in. <laughs> yeah, and as look, I think it'd be remiss of us not to not to probably not to send one of our best throbbers, Tom. Oh yeah, we'll send a throbber up there, Bruce. Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> Find your super savings at the sale of our century, like our gorgeous ruby and diamond bridal set, now yours for only $1,299. T's and C's apply. G'day, it's Fitzy. How does Snap Fitness help me get ready for summer? The high knee sprints, I do at Snap. They come in very handy on the hot sand down at the beach. Make sure you're ready for summer. Join the Snap Fitness Six Week Challenge, a fully supported six week program with weekly fitness testing, my zone activity tracking, personalized nutrition plans and recipes, plus the chance to win $10,000. Hurry, challenge starts soon. Register your interest now at snapfitness.com.au. Tom. Tom. I wanted to run something by you. Mm. So, obviously, the Com Games have come to an end. Quite frankly, you and thrilling. I thought it was the most thrilling event possibly the world's ever seen. Well, certainly the best global event since Sydney 2000. Well, I was going to say since Sydney 2000. Yeah. 
I mean, it's Sydney. It had two, everything. It's Sydney 2000 and then a very, very close, close second. second. The 2018. Uh, Gold Coast 2018. Com Games. Com Games, thrilling. Um, bumper crowd to see off the athletes. Yep, huge. Um, We're talking closing ceremony. I'm talking closing ceremony. What a what an event! By all accounts, turning them away at the gates, Tom. Oh yeah, tickets were the hot, hottest ticket in town. I heard in the Gold Coast started at four thousand, four thousand dollars a ticket. Mm. Wow, mm. thrilling end to a thrilling competition. Yep. But I wanted to get your opinion on something. Mm. Now, for those of you who haven't seen it. End of the marathon. I think we're 42 Ks in, Tom. Or four, if, if not 42, then 40. Getting very, very close to the pointy end. Yes. Or the finish The line, finish. You know? Marathon's almost done. It's almost over. Now, the leader at the time, Callum Hawkins, his name was, a Scott. Oh, household name, Callum. International household star. Name. Well, yeah. They called him the Usain Bolt of marathons. Running royalty, Tom. Yeah, running royalty. Fair running to royalty. say. Fair to say. Now, Callum's collapsed. Saw this. Exhaustion, were you thinking? Well, I'm thinking exhaustion. He's, he's, he's clearly in distress. Yeah. Body failing. Yeah, okay. Shut down. Not, not apparent on the, on the footage whether or not his, his vital organs are shutting. Right, so we're not sure at this point if he's dying or if he's just fainting. No, I mean, I'm not a doctor, Tom. No, that's true. So I can't make a call off the cuff. About whether someone's life's in danger. Yeah, but what I do, what I do know is that people are sort of getting a little bit pissed off that everyone sort of stood around and watched. Well, yeah, if we can give a quick background to the punter and the dribbler, Callum Watkins getting to the end of the fucking race, collapses stone cold almost. He's weaving around, falls into a guardrail. Yeah. And is sort of just laying there for what seemed like a couple of minutes. I'm not ruling minutes out. Yeah. Now, no one seems to help him. Well, sorry, let me rephrase that. No one helps him... Until the great Australian marathon runner, Michael Shelley. M- Mick Shelley. Until Mick's gone past him. So what's happened is Mick's coming second, is he? Mick's coming second. A to... couple of minutes down the road from Calman Hawkins. Yeah. Hawko's run out of puff, hit the, hit the tarmac, and is sort of rolling around there, visibly in distress, mm. but no one's helping him. Okay. Now, as best as I can tell, it was just Aussies looking out for, for Mick. Well, you know, like, well, hey, we're, Callum, we're going to treat you. Well, you know that as so soon as... So we're not going to treat you until Mick's up the road a bit. Well, yeah, we're just... Let, let's, let, let's let Mick just get a bit of a fucking... You've clearly got no ticker, Callum. Yeah. You've collapsed before the finish line. Mm. We've got an Aussie here coming through. Ticker, seems, ticker for days. A uh, chock full of ticker. Seems to be doing all right by... by has all, it collapsed? It certainly hasn't collapsed. And so is it, what I'm trying to say is, is it, is it un sportsman, sportsman like to, to have just let Callum sort of, you know, no. ride it out for, by himself on the ground for a little bit while Mick gets a bit of a leg up? No, Eddie, it's not unsportsman like at Considering all. Considering that the only reason he's down there is he's clearly gone too hard. He's, he doesn't, he doesn't know how to manage his energy well enough. He didn't, he didn't pace himself over the 42 kilometers. kilometers. It's a marathon, not a sprint. And Callum... Treated it like a sprint, it would seem. Really? And, he went too early. And our boy Mick, Mick... Shelley. Shelley, household name. Well... Mick, the household name Shelley. Yeah. He's come through, timed it to perfection, managed his bloody energy. Knows it's a marathon, knows it's not a sprint, Tom. And gets the W for his nation. Another gold. Another gold. I think it was like 400 golds we got in that competition. Well, I think it was 420 but when it was all said and done, Tom. Now, what I'm trying to... Th- 
What I'm, what the point I'm getting at, punters, edgeable. Just quickly as well, if you're hearing any weird noise in the background, feel like it might be your neighbour's motorbike, so just ignore it. It will be over shortly. Thank you, John. Now, I just had a bit of a problem with people not getting around Michael. Michael's the, gold? Michael, their household name's gold, instead of some old Scott who hasn't bloody paced himself well enough. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's, it just seems like, again, it's, it's, a symptom, it's a symptom of 2018, Eddie, that what is, is, is Mick the household name Shelley meant to stop and what, pick this fucker up and drag him to the line? What happens then? Am I, as a proud Australian who've gone out of my way to bloody trudge the streets of the Gold Coast... I bought tickets to the marathon, Eddie. For one purpose, Tom, and that's to get a bloody... a glimpse of my my hero, Mick, the the household household name Shelley. Shelley. Am I going to... Am I going to risk missing him? Because he he's runs at the bloody speed of light. He's gone in a flash. Am I going to risk missing him? <laughs> missing the household help, name. To help a, a bloody old... Scotsman. Ticklous Scott. Who doesn't know how to run a marathon. Can't even run a marathon, mate. Please. As a marathon runner, that's your only job here. How about you complete one, mate? You'd think you'd be able to finish a marathon if you're a marathon runner. I've seen people with the way 250 kilos finish them. Exactly. And you can't even, you can't even, you can't even run... One. one. You can't even do one. And it's your job. And you're representing all of Scotland. And and so and, and also people are getting upset that like supporters didn't uh come to to, to they were waiting to see to, Mick. That well firstly, they were waiting for they were you know, they were watching they were there to see Mick. Yeah. No one gives a fuck about Callum. First and foremost. Secondly, I believe, Eddie, that if you help him up, that constitutes as interfering with the race and he would have been disqualified anyway. Is that right? So I think best practice to ensure that Callum has every chance of finishing the race, you've got to leave him there and potentially till he dies. Because if you get him up... Well, then he's disqualified. He's disqual- you've, you've, you've pissed on four years of training. <laughs> the guy's, the guy's what, dedicated... What do, you think his- he's been, what do you think he's been doing for the last four years? He's been training for the Commonwealth Games. That's all he has lived That's and That's all breathed. he lives and breathes. Forget... like. A lot of those, a lot of the athletes are starting to skip the Olympics. Well, the Commonwealth Games—it's uh, the pinnacle of, it's of sporting competition. The prestige with which it's held now, the Commonwealth Games, is, well, is really it, year quite on year alarming. it gets more and more prestigious. And yeah. the, the Olympics, to my mind, Tom, is becoming a bit of a backseat. It's becoming—it's it's taking a backseat to the Com Games. Afterthought, afterthought comes to mind. Yeah, you know, uh, Olympics. Uh. Uh, give me the Com Games every day of the week, mate. Every mm. day of the week. I tell you what, Eddie. Um, there's a bit to unpack with the Commonwealth Games. A uh, couple of couple of great Australian jumpers. Where you know we've obviously had a storied history well, with, with great jumpers. Uh, well, I'd go. I'd go as far as saying Tom is probably the most storied history in the world. Yeah, I'd say as a nation we've probably got as the, a nation, the best jumpers. Well, our jumping stocks have always been strong, Tom. Yeah, but from time to time, the cream of of the of the nation, yeah. so to speak, will jump its way to the top. Pun intended there, I assume. Pun intended. Absolutely. Pun intended. And and this Com Games was no different. Now, uh, famous Australian sporting name, Stark. Very famous. Well, he comes from the right cloth, Tom. Yeah, comes from good stock. Now, you might remember a, <laughs> a little-known left-arm quick called Mitchell Stark, a beautiful test bowler. Oh, gorgeous test bowler. Now, Mitch's... Usually the big dick swinger of the family. Uh, no longer. Oh, I'm sorry, Mitch. You ever heard of a, of a little-known high jumper called Brandon Stark? Yeah, used to share a bedroom with him, I imagine. And now he's the big dog in town. Yeah. He's the big dog in town. Oh, Brandon Stark. 
uh, is a jumper. He's so a jumper. All it, all it, all we were waiting for was for him to to find his potential, realize his potential, so to speak, and win gold for his nation in the most you know important prestigious competition on the planet. Yep. And and he's done it. And he's he's done it. Up to and it. now he's atop the heap. But it's not bad to have another jumper up the top of the heap. But what did he jump? Two thirty six. He jumped two thirty six, mate. That's you need to wear a harness on most job sites if if you're that Oh, that's how H and S. That's how H and S shit. Well to put the bloody to put the bar up there, they're harnessed. They're on. harnessed in. They're strapped into that's some high stuff. Cherry it's that's cherry picker stuff. That's cherry picker work there. You can really sprain an ankle or you know, Oh, and the, mate, you break your neck. You could break your neck from that height. Break your neck from that height, Tom. Don't be don't be daft. Unless you're bloody branded stuck. But it wasn't the only one, Eddie, and that's what, that's what the amazing thing is. We also won a gold in the pole vault. Of course we did. I can't remember the guy's name, though. That's my only problem, and that's shame on me. Not is often. It, is he coached by the great Stephen Hooker? Uh, mate, Apologies look, for the yawn. No, that's okay. Pretty sure that Hooker, uh, Captain Yips, uh, was commentating when uh, this young gentleman pole vaulting gold. How did Captain Yips sound? Oh, he sounded happy for the, for the kid. Uh, certainly. How was he post Yips? Oh, uh, look, I think he. You know, it was good for it was good for Hook to get that bloody uh, gold out of the way early, so that he had the rest of his career to just yip to yip. You know, and a mean? world record at one point. Did he have a world record as I think well? He might have. Curtis Marshall. Curtis Marshall, Eddie, gold in the pole vault. What did he jump? Uh, I'm just getting down to it now. Uh, he uh, he cleared five seventy. To clinch the gold. Okay. So he's up and coming. And he beat the 2015 world champion. Uh, so, you know. Who was suffering from the yip? Well, he might have been a yipper himself. Uh, I'm not really sure. We're not really sure. Because uh, 5.70 is not particularly high. Well, no, I'm pretty sure there are some uh, better ones around the world. But it is the Com Games, Eddie, and it's more about prestige than performance. It is about prestige over performance. Tom, you're absolutely right. But, look, good... Good to see Australia back where they deserve to be. Top of the jumping heap, you man. Yeah. Uh, punters, dribblers, if you uh, enjoy listening to the podcast, please head to Apple Podcasts or whatever the fuck it is. Subscribe, like, five stars, download it, share it with your friends. Just get the word out there. All right, Ed, rugby league. God's game. God's game, God's winning game, certainly. Mm. Um, now, I don't want to say this. Uh, you know, you know how I feel about DMCs, Dirty Merger Clubs. Yeah, I know how you feel about DMCs, Dirty Merger Clubs. People who are first-time listeners, DMC is a Dirty Merger Club, a club that has no soul and has only been a club for less than maybe twenty years. Well, since nineteen ninety-eight. Yes, soulless, soulless clubs like St George of Lara. No character. No character. Not no, worth their salt. No. No history. No history. No backbone. Nothing. I think that's the best way to describe them. Yeah. They lack backbone. They lack backbone. When the going got tough, a la the Super Super War years, Super, Super League. League years, they folded over they and merged and merged with their rivals. Yeah. I mean... How can you do lacking that? Lacking in backbone. And for anyone that tries to throw up the fact that Manly may have done it, we... Uh, yeah, we did, but we no, we were No, we were forced we into were it. We were forced into but it. But our backbone was so strong, so rigid, Thomas. Rigid backbone. That we go, uh, no, thank you. So anyway, you might you might be wondering, Tom, why do you bring up DMCs? Well, Eddie, it's because, and I I I don't like saying it, but I'm loving watching DMC football. Yeah, 
Not not hating DMC football. I'm not hating DMC football La- at all. Actually, really enjoying DMC football. I really am enjoying watching the Dragons. Uh, sex and O. Six, six and, and o. o. But sex and O because they're playing sexy football. Well, they're playing gorgeous football. They're playing some gorgeous football. And for once, I don't hate Dragons players. No. I've uh, always hated Dragons players. Yeah, I Still don't hate, hate some, obviously, <gasps> but I don't hate many. Which ones do you hate? Because I, I don't, I, I, well, I run an eye through that team. I'm yeah, not going. You know, there's not many, there's no one you no hate. No jumping out at me. In terms of hatred. As, in terms of someone I could, you know, whose throat I could rip out. No, exactly. There's no one really there, is no there? No throat rippers. There's no throat rippers. You got bloody, their halves, their forwards are fucking just badass. They're running over everyone. Oh, they're big thugs. Big thug and footy. Big strong players. ball. So it's, it's no surprise they're winning, but I'm just regretfully informing the punter and the dribbler that I'm loving DMC Rugby League. Their points differential is 114. Jesus. Next best, Penrith, 60. Jesus. Jesus. And you know what the difference is, I think, with the DMC Dragons this year, Eddie, is they've had winning streaks at the start of a season many a time, but I never believed it. I don't think anyone believed it. No one believed it. And they never looked good. It was like they were just scraping by. Did they ever go this many? I don't know, but I think think what is exciting... They love an early season top tabletop. I think what's different this year is that they look good, they look really good, mm. but teams that we had penciled in for, you know, for glory, yes. look ordinary, look horrible. very ordinary. Yes. And so it's all, it's almost opening up a new door. Well, it's almost a new... You know what I mean? It's a, not, a new door? A new premiership window for different clubs, you know what I mean? Yes. Like Melbourne have lost... Melbourne are still there, but, you know, they've lost they've a couple. They've replaced their six. They've, but they lost two to the Tigers, another DMC doing pretty good. You know what I mean? Parramatta are just unfathomable bed shit from Parramatta. Like, you don't understand what's going on there. Apparently, the, everyone hates each other. Apparently, uh, Brad's lost the... Boys. Well, he's lost the dressing room. He's lost Tom. the dressing room. And once that happens, you know you're fucked. No team since they introduced the grand final system back uh, back in the 50s, I believe, has made the finals after losing the first six games. And and I'm not surprised So by it can't that. be done. No, it can't be done. They will not be making the finals. And I, I've got some stats here in the, on the Eels. On how, I just on how that I, I just thought that I'd share with the punter and the dribbler type. Well, because it's very easy just to see 0-6 and go, oh, these guys suck. But this sounds like you might have some stats just Well, to... I've got some stats. Okay, cool. Just for the punter and the Yeah, dribbler. yeah, yeah. So it's their lowest combined total in terms of points scored during the first six rounds. In their 71-year existence. Wow. Never scored less points after six rounds. Um, Sturlo, one of, the great, one of the most astute minds in the, in the, in the league. One of the great eels. In, their, well, in the country. No, absolutely. But, but, but one of the great eels. Yeah. Oh, shit, yeah. Oh, shit. First and foremost. Oh, shit. Yeah. One of the all-time great Well, well a great blue as well, Tom. Oh, a great blue. Possibly the greatest eel and a great blue. And a great... Two-time Dally M winner, Eddie. And a great kangaroo. Tom. And a great kangaroo. Great so, man. I mean, he's, great father. He's from the right stock. Stock, yes. Uh, he had him top four. Ooh. See, that's sort of like, that's a juxtaposition of it. You know yeah. what I mean? It's their worst start ever. and People were tipping him for GF. And they had him in the top four, which means that historically you can win the comp. Yes. That's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. Uh, further to that, they're still on track, Tom. Still on track. Mm. Still every chance of knocking out, knocking up the first winless season since the Roosters did it in 1966. They're still on track for a so winless season. They can still do it. They can still do it. I'm not seeing where a win's coming. I'll tell you that much. Have you watched their games? They can't play. Have you watched their games? They're horrible. 
I can't see a win coming in 24 rounds of football. No. Now, I was I was listening to uh, Moses. You remember Moses? Left a damn sea to join the Eels. Oh, you mean Mitchell Moses? Mitchell Moses, yes. yeah. Just, you know, went to greener pastures, he thought. Oh, yeah, he thought he was going to good But places. it was a barren wasteland. Another great shot, punters, dribblers. Pretty sure that at some point, Jonathan Thurston and his cows, they were... Did they did they head up premiership betting? Yeah, they were they were favourites. They were favourites, Eddie. One in six, Tom. Don't mind seeing that. What did you make of Brandy coming out and giving it to to a future immortal? See, I think a lot of people made a little bit too much of this for the, for the punter and dribble at home who don't know. A couple of weeks ago, Brandy came out and said after Thurston's team was one and five that Thurston is playing like maybe he went on a year too long. He is playing like that. He's playing like shit. Brandy's not saying he did go a year too long. He's gone. As of right now, he's playing so like... it was misconstrued. Well, it was taken out of context. It was... Look, it was it was clickbaited to death because, well, you know... It's 2018 time. It's 2018. And then it was re- recited to, to Thurston out of context and not as Brandy had said it. It was reword, reworded, like remashed. So it wasn't like Brandy saying that currently you're playing like a busted ass. Yeah. Essentially, like you're, they've just gone, Brandy said you're going a year too long, something like that. And JT's like... Well, you know, whatever. He got all cut. I mean, that's how he's playing. So, Oh, he's playing like shit. And he's a Queenslander. So and one and six, bro. That's a long way back. It's a long way back. So I think that brings us to an unfortunate part of the podcast. Yeah, an unfortunate part of the podcast. We but don't I think it needs to be touched on. Yeah, we'll in, the, in the spirit of fairness. Yep. In, uh, you know, in, in the, the spirit of what's right. In, of what's right. Uh, and owning up to, you know, not our mistakes, but the mistakes of people that we care deeply about. And that's, well, not our mistakes. Obviously, we, we make never mistake. make mistakes. No. And if we do, very rarely. Uh, very rarely. And you'll rarely hear us. And almost, up to it. almost make them on purpose just so we can. Just so we seem human. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Manly got absolutely mauled by the Tigers. <laughs> no pun intended. That sounds like a back page, Daily Telegraph back page. Uh, Manly were mauled. Didn't play very well. I was driving home from the Blue Mountains, Eddie, mm. and I've hopped into the car. There's a bit of traffic, and I'm thinking, you know what? How good's this? Four o'clock. I'm going to listen to the rugby league on the and radio I like, on my way home. I love punters and dribblers listening to rugby league in the car on an afternoon. The- I I can't think of many better things. It's Theater of the nostalgic. mind, mate. Theater of the mind. You hear, you get to imagine everything happening, the bloody year and all the sounds of the crowd and the calling. You've got to come up with it all in your mind. Yeah. Now, that's great, but you also come up with the horrific scenes that are then being trans, uh, transmissioned out to your car. Yeah. And it seemed like we just dropped every single ball possible. Well, I just, think that it was, I just think that we're, well, we had, what, one set in 11 minutes or something? Yes, to start the game. It yes. was just, it was a... We got... Bo- it fans, was a 40 minutes from hell. The fans booed him off the field at halftime. 26 nil is fucking and rightly disgusting. So. And rightly so. Rightly so. Disgusting. What sort of, we're not fair with the fans up there. Tom. We're not Parramatta. You know what I mean? We don't roll out like that Like the boys turn up and they'll boo them if they're not happy. Oh, we, and, and, and rightly they, so. They deserve to be booed and booed they were. Yeah. We may not make the eight. Where every chance probably won't. Probably won't. Like, if I'm be being honest with myself, Tom, yeah. If like you know, sometimes you got to look yourself in the mirror and you got to call a spade a spade, call a spade a spade, and or this, a flower a flower, or a flower a flower. And I'd say at this moment, this spade is not in the top eight. It's not in the top eight. It doesn't look like it. It looks like it's digging hot, digging ditches down the bottom. You know what of the it ladder. reeks of? You know what it reeks of? Like twelfth, thirteenth, eleventh, twelfth, thirteenth. That sort of that that area. Don't you reckon? Yeah. 
100%. That sort of a season. Just looking at the spade as it is now. Yeah, it's looking like 11, 12, 13. I tell you what hasn't surprised me, because it's been a very surprising season. But this didn't surprise me. Saw a photo in the Telegraph the other day. It's on our Instagram page, at Hello Sport Podcast. Matt Lodge has a very elegant back tattoo. I don't know if you saw it. I but did. It's, it's, oh, I saw it. It's beautiful. It's understated. It's elegant. Well, that's the thing. I think you've nailed it on the head. It's understated. Yeah. It's not too much. It's not too much. Not for Matt Lodge. No, not for Matt Lodge. He's got, he's got a beautiful uh, cursive writing of his last name across his shoulders, original. I, I was... I was thinking maybe was it too small, the cursive writing? That would probably be my only knock on that. That's is, probably my only knock. Is I the lodge too small? I almost couldn't make it out. Yeah. I almost was or, like, wait, is that lodge or ledge? Can I be honest? I had to put my glasses on. Yeah. See, so that's all I'd say to Matt is maybe just make that, maybe some bigger font. Because you are Matt Lodge. You are Matt Lodge. Like, so you are Lodge. You absolutely are Lodge. You need to go, you need to own that a little more. Yeah, we need to be able to identify that when yeah. you have your shirt off. Now, he also had some beautiful, beautiful pictures of faces, uh, uh, a clock. Angels? Angels. I think Arch a dove. Angels? A dove somewhere. I think I saw a dove, yeah. Uh, also, like, time is ticking, I think, written in cursive. Loves a cursive. Loves the cursive writing, Matt. Can I say something? Who doesn't? Fair point. Who doesn't like cursive writing on your body? And that's I t- what I want to know. I tell you what, as well, that I think that we we often forget is that I think seeing a tattoo like that, you know Matt makes good decisions. Uh, punters, dribblers, if you uh, enjoy listening to the podcast, please head to Apple Podcasts or whatever the fuck it is. Subscribe, like, five stars, download it, share it with your friends. Just get the word out there. We're looking to do a couple of interviews soon, and, uh, yeah, we'll see you later. Could you two just not talk anymore? Find your super savings at the sale of our century, like our gorgeous ruby and diamond bridal set, now yours for only $1,299. T's and C's apply. I shall, I shall, want a spaceship.